Melanie Briggs. Mel is a midwife and birthing on country project officer. Hello. Um, before I start, I'd like to acknowledge um, the country that we're meeting on today and pay my respects to our elders who have passed and those who are present. Um, my name is Mel Briggs. Um, I am a midwife and I'm also the birthing on country project officer that is based in Waminda in Nara. And I'm also the co-chair of the National Strategic Committee for Implementing Birthing on Country. <clears throat> and I'm very, very nervous. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. So at, I'm going to talk about Waminda um, and why Birthing on Country fits within our service. Waminda raises the health, well-being and spiritual status of women and their Aboriginal families on the south coast of New South Wales by providing a unique woman-centred approach to primary health care. We exist to ensure that Aboriginal women's voices are heard and are respected and are treated with dignity by all of the community. We believe that all Aboriginal women are able to reach their full potential in society given the opportunity and that it's safe and culturally appropriate space and it's equal access to all resources. Our vision is that women and their Aboriginal families are positive, happy and healthy. They're widely admired and proud of their achievements. Um, and we address the social determinants of health um, and provide a centre of excellence for Aboriginal women in the Shoalhaven area. Our model of care, it's based on providing an integrated holistic model of health, um, service delivery that is responsive to the diversity of the, women, the woman's needs and our Aboriginal families. There's no wrong door at Waminda. We have many programs at our service. Um, it's a one-stop shop. And we have an open and welcoming space for all of our women in the, in the community. We focus on supporting and championing, championing individuals' well-being, but not just the physical well-being of the individual, but the social, emotional, and well, cultural well-being of the community. Now, this is our model of care. It's quite intense. Um, and I don't speak to it very well, but our cultural manager definitely does. And so basically what our model of care is, it centres woman, the woman and her family in the middle. And it's surrounded, the circles represent culture, the significance of the support for that woman and her family, the community, the governance. Um, so there's a bit more to that. I'll, I'll, lead into that further in the presentation, but women and family are in the middle. We, at Waminda, we have um, many, many programs, um, and every single program, every single flyer, every single person that comes through Waminda's doors has to go through the process through the cultural committee. The cultural committee is made up of Aboriginal women from the Shoalhaven region, and we put in the cultural practices within our service. We have cultural protocols and policies, cultural programs such as healing programs, art programs, um, we, and the cultural committee. And what they do is they advise the cultural protocol for Waminda. We 
All staff that come to Waminda go through cultural staff inductions and they also go through a cultural probation period. So that's all around how you relate with women and um, the language you use and it's about respecting the culture and the Aboriginal women and their families and their kinship systems and where they're from and are having that understanding. Um, we also do <coughs> cultural immersions. So what cultural immersions are is basically external organisations coming to the service and they want to know what culture is. So we give them that experience, it's a two day workshop um, and what we do is we talk about what is it to be an Aboriginal person and then we go out on country and we talk to um, community members and how health and wellbeing and what it actually means to us. It's quite intense and we're just doing that with the local hospital at the moment. So a model of care, we'll go back to that. So within it, before that pops up, there's a whole heap of um, other programs in there. There's, um, so we've got youth programs, we've got family, family preservation and restoration. Basically what that is, it's an intensive family support service that links in with our maternity model. And it's, it's a service where we, we basically intervene before intervention occurs. So we stop babies from being removed. We have 100% restoration, 100% um, preservation um, percentage at the moment and 91% um, restorations. So lots of our babies are staying in care in their family unit and 91% have been restored. So it's a pretty good outcome because of that service. Um, we also have there's lots and so there's also um, health and lifestyle um, programs where we send our mums when they're pregnant and they'll link in with the the dead or deadly team and you know work with mums with high BMIs or smoking as well so we link them in there um, and they get NRT and diet and exercise information from specialists within Waminda. Um, yeah I can't really see anyway but I work in the primary and clinical care team and uh, the Minga Gujaga, which is mother and child um, maternity services. So what I do with, um, with our little midwifery team, we do antenatal care, we do postnatal care. There is a gap at the moment. We don't support, we can support our mums in labour and birth, uh, but um, not as the primary midwife. We work with the hospital midwives to do that. Um, and only if the woman wants us to be there, we will be there for her. Um, so we try and provide that continuity, which we have really good outcomes. Um, a lot of our, I'll go on, and we do outreach, we do home visiting, um, so we cover from, from Jeringong all the way down to Ulladulla and sometimes a little bit further, which is a really, if you know the south coast, it's, it's pretty big, it's pretty good. And the women's health clinic, so within the women's health clinic we do we do implanon insertions, we do marinas, we have a GP clinic um, five days a week and all female doctors. We have two Aboriginal doctors, females, that work at Waminda. Um, and we have Aboriginal health practitioners. Um, 
nurses and mental health nurses as well. We've got a pretty deadly team. Um, Pamper days, so what Pamper days are, we, we service the community in a way that it's not forced. So Pamper days is basically, you get your blood pressure checked, you get, you get your nails done. It's like a little incentive, you know, to look deadly and feel well. So Pamper days is, is pretty good. Um, chronic disease management is basically what it is. Um, outreach services and mental health care plans. We call them wellbeing care plans. We don't like to use the words mental health because it just doesn't sound nice. Um, yeah, so that's us. That's just a snippet of our team. Um, so Dr. Lisa, she's, um, she's pretty deadly. She works at the Dead or Deadly um, Shed. We call it the Shed. It's a lifestyle medicine um, team. Um, and Lisa, so they do what's called a shared medical appointment um, visit every fortnight and they have a, so there's a certain topic that they'll talk about, so say obesity or diabetes or, and what Dr Lisa will do, she'll work with the Aboriginal health practitioners and a facilitator and sit down with, in a yarning group with all the women and do one-on-one -on -one consults in that group and if the woman needs um, observations or anything done, the practitioner does that for the doctor and then the doctor will then prescribe or, or whatever that may be. So we do it in a very culturally safe way. And she's amazing. And um, Carly's our other midwife, the one in the blue shirt, and Reda is our Aboriginal practitioner. And Sharon in the middle, she's our nurse manager. Um, and then there's Anita, she's a health practitioner as well. So this is just a little snapshot of what's been happening at Waminda in the last year. Um, and we had 32 babies come through the service. And what around, when you think about Aboriginal babies, you think, oh, they're, they're little, or they're, they're going to be born early, or so many risk factors involved, and rah, rah, they don't comply. Rah, rah. Anyway, um, so we're pretty proud of this statistic up here. 92% of our babies were born um, in the normal birth weight range because they're in a space that they feel safe and they've got really good relationships with their midwives um, and the service supports the women and their families um, because we know that women are only pregnant for, you know, 10 months and then, you know, they're, they're at the service for their whole life, basically. So um, it's a lot of trust. And there's also the issue of transport. We always talk in all these reports and all these, you know, um, articles that we read, access is, is a big issue. At Waminda, that transport of 825 is either to the clinic, from the clinic, to specialist appointments, da, da, da. we don't get paid for that. It's not a paid service. We do it for nothing. We've got volunteers that do that. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So Minga Gujaga, um, that's our maternity program. We've talked about that, it's holistic. We try and accommodate the woman's needs as much as she can. We go and do home visits. We, we just, yeah, we just do basically whatever she needs. Um, and we're not always just a midwife. Sorry, but we're not always just a midwife. We do lots of um, other things that we can, but we link them in with services within Waminda that supports them. We're very lucky. I feel supported in my role to be a really good midwife, um, to look after my women in a way that, you know, is, is, that meets their needs. 
and I think that's that's a big issue at the moment that we want to be with women, but sometimes our services don't support that. And at Womenda, we're very supported to support our women. Um, so birthing on country, I'm not sure if you all know about it, but um, so we've received, um, well not we, well, the NHMRC um, granted a research and evaluation grant to the University of Queensland. And Professor, Professor Silkewell Day and her team are conducting research and evaluation around birthing on country exemplar sites across Australia and women are the regional site. And Brisbane is the urban site. It's also, that's called birthing in our community. And they've been running for the last few years. And some of the outcomes that they're trying to um, um, research are the main ones are preterm birth. I think it's on here, but preterm birth. So, for example, birthing in our community with only been running for you know a few years, they've actually reduced their preterm birth rates by over 60%. So that's it's a really good outcome. Um, and they and what they do is they IUE. They partner with the Mater Hospital, and the Mater Hospital provide a midwifery practice within the community. And then that's why these good outcomes are happening because they're providing that continuity of care, building relationships with the community in the community. Um, and we've also got um, University of Sydney, the National Centre of Cultural Competence, the ACM and the Congress. So the definition of birthing on country, it's designed and delivered for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women that encompass some or all of the following elements are community-based and governed, allow for incorporation of traditional practice, involve a connection with the land and country, incorporate holistic definition of health, value Indigenous and non-Indigenous ways of knowing and learning, risk assessment and service delivery are culturally competent and developed by or with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. So the Closing the Gap Prime Minister's Report 2008 showed that they didn't have the gap in mortality rates in children under five years of age. And these are closely related to preterm births and low birth weight. Oops. Our mums, when I say our mums, I mean our Aboriginal mums and Torres Strait Islander mums, um, we're having babies double, preterm babies double that of non-Aboriginal women. And then that then cascades into lifelong disability, chronic illness, disease. So that's what birthing on country is about, reducing this. So these are our partners and their roles within the birthing on country project. The ACM provide high level strategic advice regarding midwifery issues and funding for central activities such as changing the law, which is really, really hard. So that's why they're onto that. Um, and the Congress um, are responsible for the development of the staff training packages and the culturally safe care to support and develop the career pathways. And uh, the Redanthi Lipset Trust for Indigenous Midwives um, is working with government and with the Poach Institute of Sydney University to prepare a pathway pipeline for Indigenous midwifery workforce from the certificate level all the way through to the bachelors. Um, then there's the Uni of Queensland, and that's Professor Sue Day and her team, um, the research framework to assess the feasibility, acceptability, clinical and efficacy, cost efficacy, and sustainability of the model. And within that, that as well, they also survey the staff around burnout and 
um, whether they're satisfied in their jobs and how can they be more satisfied. And so it's, it's all round research. It's not just about the women and their outcomes, it's about the provider because if we're burnt out, we're not going to provide a good service. So this is what we're building. <laughs> so um, I have been to Parliament House several times in the last year. And um, we have the lovely Jo and her birth time team came with us to meet with Closing the Gap, uh, friends of Parliament, friends of Closing the Gap in Parliament. Um, and we basically presented birthing on country to them and said, this is what we need. Uh, we need freestanding birth centres. We need to take birth out of the, out of the hospital because it's, over, it's being over-intervened. Um, we're medicalising birth. There were so many things. There's so much evidence that supports freestanding birth centres. It just makes me cranky. But, um, yeah, so this is what we're, we're building. Um, so on the ground floor, we will, we'll have three... It's a low-risk birth centre too, so we really need to make sure that it's low-risk. Um, but we'll also have the service provision to support those women that are not low-risk in the hospital setting with that continuity of care with their same midwife. So on the ground floor, we'll have three birthing rooms, a commercial cafe as well. So what, what we do at Waminda, we nurture young women to be empowered, to gain employment. Um, we do it really, really well. We've, we've done lots. So anyway, that's another story. But commercial cafe for hospitality, traineeships and employment, Second level, that will be where our family restoration and preservation team will sit because we work very closely with them. Um, and then on the top floor, we, we hear about our mums having to go off their country to have a baby um, and they can't take family with them, they're not supported. So what the top level is, is for women who are coming from another country to our country and there's accommodation there for them and their families, it opens up. It's a, it can be the biggest mob of family, like it's, it's very accommodating. So there's around 11 rooms upstairs. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's not really pretty, but that's the ground floor. And there's also um, consulting rooms for allied health. Um, so speeches, OTs, it's child and maternal, so we want to get our babies healthy and well at the start for long, healthy lives. Um, GPs, um, obstetricians, maybe. Um, we'll see about that. Um, and yeah, so. So evidence, we all know what the evidence does to support midwifery group practice. Like we do, I shouldn't say that. We do need obstetricians, yes, but it's, it's, it's gotta be a, a fair relationship. Sorry, am I just bragging a bit here? It has to be a fair relationship and has to be evidence-based and it has to be supported and, and a choice. Okay, went over. Evidence. Um, so it reduces fetal loss and, fetal loss and neonatal death. Um, inductions, the need for epidurals, um, reduces preterm births, increases um, labour by less than an hour. Oh dear. And then, um, uh, you know, feelings of satisfaction for the woman and reduces costs on the hospital system. So it's, it's all there. 
um, for evidence for a freestanding birth centre. It's safe um, for low-risk women. The research from Australia, Canada, England and New Zealand, including rural and remote areas, it has a higher spontaneous vaginal birth rate, less cesarean sections and reduced, um, reduced odds intrapartum interventions. This is a really messy slide. It's basically, so our issues for building a freestanding birth centre is that within New South Wales, we need to have a medical officer on site 24-7. That's the law. So what we are doing as part of Birthing on Country is changing that um, because it says that we need, yeah, we need to have a medical officer on, on site, but what we want to change it to is access to, because there is no evidence to support that we need a medical officer on site if you're within a certain distance of a hospital. So these are all the requirements. I'm not going to go through them all, but that's, that's what's an issue for us at the moment. So our timeline to implement birthing on country within the Shoalhaven. Um, so first of all, we need to implement the service as in the continuity of care service, midwifery group practice, following our women into the hospital, having the collaborative agreements in place with the hospital um, to make sure that it's a partnership. Um, and so what we've done is we've developed an executive steering committee which involves the chief executive of the Illawarra Shoalhaven Health District, our CEO and local stakeholders um, but high level management to talk about clinical governance and the importance of working together for a shared vision. Um, and then within three years it's building the birth centre. Might go out to four but it's three at the moment. Oh. So, we, when we presented this um, in our roadshow, we, we got asked a few questions. Um, is that it? Did you just ring a bell then? No? Okay, sorry. Um, so we got asked a few questions um, around birthing on country and the birth centre. And, and no, it's not just for Aboriginal women. We have women, women having Aboriginal babies as well. But to be realistic and being self-sustainable, we, we will target our Aboriginal families in the Shoalhaven, but when we're not at capacity per midwife, we will open it up so then we can be self-sustainable. So no, it won't only be for Aboriginal women. Um, uh, is it only same question? Um, Will women have a choice? Yes, they will have a choice. They can choose whatever they want to do. They can stay in the hospital setting, be looked after by a midwife in the hospital. They can use their GP, whatever they want. They have a choice. They don't have to use our service. It's not mandatory. Um, is it safe? Yes. When you talk about complexities, we sort of think about complexity in the home and in the community um, as being really complex and I think having a midwifery group practice and birth centre makes it safer because we're supporting them socially and emotionally. Um, who will work in the women do midwifery group practice? So we'll have midwives, we'll have um, Aboriginal health workers, uh, mental health nurses, emotional health nurses and um, transport workers, because transport's a big thing where we are. Um, 
what happens in an emergency, obviously we'll follow the ACM and the guidelines and the policies on transfer of care. Um, yeah, so ambulance or, yeah. And then is everyone able to go to the birth centre? Yes, everyone is able to go to the birth centre, everyone that is low risk. Um, so most women will, birth, um, will book into the birth centre and then we'll have a percentage who will develop complications or medical indications in pregnancy that don't allow them to birth in a birth centre, but we'll still continue to care for them within the hospital setting. Same as um, private home births. Um, <clears throat> and who will pay for the service? The government will pay for the service um, and we'll use Medicare as um, our income as well. So in summary, we're going to increase access and engagement with community-based midwifery care and wraparound allied health services. It'll be woman-centred, offer all local Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women one-to-one -one midwifery continuity of care and um, embed cultural practices in our maternity care, which we already do. Thank you.